the goal that I have with these spaces that I do on a weekly basis is shine a spotlight on community leaders and projects out there in the Web3 ecosystem that are working really hard to push the space forward in a very positive direction through this market downturn. Uh, I call them the true builders because it's all about bringing who you are and bringing other people along with you in this journey. So with that, I would like to get us started. First of all, thank you, Kronos, for being able to join us today. Uh, Kronos is the uh, co-founder of a wonderful uh, Metaverse NFT project called Worlds Beyond. I know we have a mix of both of our communities and a few guests here. Uh, so I want to make sure that I get started at basically a personal level because I like to know my guests at that level first and get their motivation behind what got them involved. So Kronos, if you could please introduce yourself and talk a little bit about yourself, that would be incredible. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I'll start out with, um, you know, my, my name is Philip. Uh, I'm one of the co-founders of Worlds Beyond. Uh, a little bit about us is, um, you know, under the umbrella of Fredbear Games. Uh, unfortunately, my, uh, my, co my, my other co-founder, Clive Bennett, cannot, uh, you know, make it today because of uh, uh, family uh, commitments. But um, uh, so uh, a little bit about us is uh, we have always been a studio that had um, a good amount of experience developing and also publishing games in the Web2 business. Uh, we have um, produced close to 30 titles on the uh, mobile game space and um, have won uh, a few awards with um, uh, Google, Apple, and a few other stores um, globally as well. Uh, I, you know, we do have some partners in like the Chinese game stores, and uh, we've done quite a number of porting games uh, to different um, console systems as well. And then uh, when I joined uh, with Clive in Fredbear Games in late 2017, 2018, uh, that's when we took up uh, larger projects uh, where we're working as outsourced studio um, for larger uh well, uh, larger projects, uh, AAA, you know, uh, game development. And uh, I basically took care of the, um, uh, the, uh, the technical development of um, most of these projects, um, kind of um, leading the, the development team and uh, being really kind of um, uh, overseeing as uh, uh, not only project manager, but really being involved in making... Uh, lead technical deci decisions. Um, and uh, for example, let's say if we had some new technology that we are looking to R&D, uh, I will be working closely with the um, some of the uh, lead engineers to go ahead and oversee the, um, the integration and testing and also quality control of those um, new technologies that we're implementing into our development process. So, um, yeah, so uh, how we found uh, the inspiration for this project, uh, it's a little bit of a, a, a story. We, uh, of course, Clive was uh, pretty big on the uh, crypto NFT space. And um, myself, he, he basically took time and uh, fomented into a lot of projects, you know, starting in like 2020 and early 2021 and uh, learned a lot about the space. 
and uh, he 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 basically brought me in. And when I um, well, I, I was when I when I was involved, I was very um, um, well. I saw something that has really high potential in the uh, the Web three space and pretty much the blockchain technology in general is the way that it transforms digital ownership. Uh, for example, when a player in the Web2 space, they spend time and um, time and money uh, investing into uh, an account that they are playing on a, you know, any type of game ecosystem. Once that game cycle is over, all of that time and investment basically, you know, kind of goes to waste almost. Uh, and and sometimes, you know, it's not just the game cycle, but um, maybe players don't play that game for the whole entire ecosystem's life cycle. Like, for example, League of Legends, um, you know, one of the most uh, popular um, 5v5 MOBA games out right now. It, it's been running strong for uh, almost 12, 13 years now. Yeah, but it's been a while. I was I was gonna <laughs> ask you about specifically. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. I apologize if uh, no, no, I'm, don't worry. Like, yeah. I'm cutting off your thought. But I got really. Uh, my thing is I get geeked out when people say certain things. So I guess yeah, as yeah. you were talking, as you were talking about how you got involved with uh, uh, with the project, I, I guess as I am a gamer myself, and I've been a gamer since the age of, oh God, I think I was six. Um, and growing up in India with an eight-bit video game playing Mario and um, all those beautiful memories, uh, I guess I wanted to know what your motivation was to even get into uh, game design, and is that something that you've always done as a career, or uh, your journey started something uh, somewhere else? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So, uh, for me, uh, I got you know, into gaming actually a little bit later. I never got it started until when I was about 10. And I still remember that was when the, uh, uh, the PlayStation one came out and, uh, oh, wow. That's <laughs> yeah, at that, at that time, <laughs> uh, I forgot what year it was, but really I was really sucked into, um, the early, um, soccer games that was on PlayStation one. Um, like I think there was uh, Konami soccer, and then, of course, yeah, the rivalry, P, yeah, yeah, P, P, uh, yes, or yes, you know, maybe pro evolution yeah. soccer, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yes. And then also, like you know, at that time, like FIFA was not as big as it is now, but yes, yeah, so, so um, there was a choice between uh, you know PES and Konami Soccer. I, I think that was what it was called back in the day, and uh, with FIFA, and um, I, I was. You know, definitely, uh, I definitely reserved time for schoolwork, but pretty much any time outside of schoolwork was um, reserved mainly for, you know, honing my craft on uh, either like PES or, or FIFA. And it was, I, I think it was like FIFA, I forgot, maybe 94, 95, or maybe 98. I, I really forgot. But I think um, PS, PS1, yeah, was yeah. uh, kind of like I think it was 97, 98, right? PS One was like later, I think. I don't. Even, yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I, honestly, it's been I, such a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I, I remember that was like really like you know some of my first games and, and really got me like hooked. And then yeah, you know of course like progressively trying out new things like you know fishing. Really, I was like really a, a, into a lot of sporty games, and um, 
yeah, really, I think that is was how I really got um, uh, sucked into really like the uh, the IT development world. I still remember then when uh, I had the opportunity to be involved with coding. Um, that was like really when I was about 16 and uh, had the chance to um, uh, dabble in to uh, coding. And uh, that was when back in the days where you were modding some of these games. And uh, that, that was really like the, uh, the first step into it. And I was really amazed at how you can, um, you know, utilize lines of code and really change a lot of like the different, uh, of course, you know, at that time, like modding to, you know, get extra equipments, extra uh, resources. So that, that was really cool for me. And then realizing um, at a later time how games were designed and uh, really fascinated with that. And of course, at that time, we didn't have, you know, some of the game engines that we have now, like Unreal Engine, uh, Unity. So then um, game development was actually a lot harder where you'd be working, uh, I mean, in the beginning when studios were developing games, they were very expensive because you basically had to rewrite or write your own um, game engine, like the uh, rendering system. Wow. So, That's yeah, great. so that... <laughs> yeah, opinion on something there. So you touched on uh, game engines not being available, and uh, like the uh, I think uh, just to uh, make sure everybody's following along, like it's game engine basically provide you. If correct me if I'm wrong, there the boilerplate that you need to expedite what you're really trying to do with your game, right? So it's like a lot yeah, easier to you, keep going. Yeah, if um. If um, you know us normal people <laughs> want to understand game engine, because um, you know the 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 engineers that design these game engines like they're they're on a different level, right? <laughs> and we're we're really you know utilizing the technology that they make available so that mm -hmm. um, you know we can we can make games. But um, mm -hmm. for example, if you want to just look at game engine in a very simplistic way, it would be um, all the coding and the logic behind. Um, it, so that you can render the graphics and then add logic, which is all the physics and the rules inside of that ecosystem, that, you know, universe that you're trying to create. So, you know, in gotcha. its most natural form, that's basically what a game engine is. Well, that's, that's incredible. I, I think another thing that I've noticed over the years for, um, I'm sure we have some fellow gamers in the audience here as well. It feels like the games that used to come out like a decade ago were were like more complete and felt more like professionally made than uh, than the games that we get to play these days. Like it seems like every other game that is coming out from like a major studio, it's either like in its beta, they either rush the launch or it's just not complete. And it's just the game experience over the years just. Uh, kind of going down. I don't know if it's just my opinion based on like what I've played, but uh, I feel like uh, as the technology overall is progressing, it's just uh, game companies are uh, the quality overall is sort of like going down. I, I know some of the teams like I'm personally very disappointed with Call of Duty because I've been a long term fan from the early days of COD 4. Uh, and overall, it just feels like they just release something that doesn't even work and release DLCs, which is like extend extensions of the game. And it's like, you're making me pay to buy like a working game now. And I got to pay extra to get more features that should be there in the first place. <laughs> I don't know if you had any opinion of that stuff. 
Yeah, uh, well, actually, you're you're touching on a very um, touchy <laughs> subject in game development, the whole game industry, um, you know, uh, by itself. So, what what I'm you're you're talking about? Fanboy yeah, perspective. It, it's a. It, I think it's it's um it's an issue that comes from a lot of different like aspects put together. So uh, not only that, our you know for the player side. Our attention span nowadays is very different from our attention span and what we're expecting from a game 10, 15, 20 years ago, right? And um, so that's one thing. And then there's also the console games, um, uh, basically the game projects that take a really long time to build and massive amount of budget, right? You're talking about some of these games, for example, like the, some of one of the most prominent example is uh, get, uh grand theft auto 5 i mean that project the the budget of a development is at least uh 250 million if not more maybe by two times three times or four times so yeah. uh you're, you're talking about a huge amount of investment and yeah. they're looking to really you know i mean most of the time you're paying for a game to play it you're talking about $60. So let's say if mm -hmm. they put out 200 million to create this game and it's, you know, being sold for the uh, access for it is being sold for $60 in which they're not getting the whole $60. They're getting, you know, they have to cut, you know, the, the revenue to distributors, uh, publishers, and uh, there's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. So maybe they're getting back um, from, from my understanding of roughly about like 40%. So let's say they're getting like, you know, on average, like $30 back. So really they have to would have to sell, um, you know, at least like seven to 10 million copies to even start breaking even. Right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And some of the, yeah. some of the cool ones like that are setting like a good standard. Like you brought up a really good one, like GTA, like they've always been really good with their game development, like managing expectations. Like GTA five is, I think still in the top five most played games in the world. Uh, with all the mods that are coming out. So, uh, yeah, no, that's really good info that you just provided on how all that works. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, then there's also competition from uh, that's fragmenting the amount of users and players that would be buying these games from the mobile scene, right? The mobile game scene. Now, it's honestly, the mobile game scene is actually even larger than the console, PCs even put together. So then... Then it fragments the player population by quite a bit. And um, uh, so then there's a lot of things that compete in the game industry. And then on top of that, um, what they have done is they have applied data analytics into a lot mm. of these games. And like um, the so they, they track and they monitor um, market research on what players are expecting um, and also how much uh, revenue and profit they have received from previous projects they have done. So they then they realize, hey, I don't have to really build a brand new game once I've already uh, produced a, a good working game. Uh, I just yeah. have to update it a little bit. It would cost, you know, one-tenth of, you know, the normal development, but I would still be able to basically recuperate you know maybe 70 80 percent of mm -hmm. of the revenue because 
fans will buy the new ish, you know, the, the new um, uh, updated version. So that's kind of like where they're getting a lot of the heat in the recent years is player base are basically calling these big studios. They're very lazy. <laughs> they don't want to release new games. They just oh, want to. Yeah. yeah. That, seems, that just feels sad because you're right. Like a lot of people don't know the amount of work uh, that goes into building of something of that magnitude and making all those different variables yeah. work together. Yeah. And, and, and also that, that brings up a, a good point, um, you know, on something that, you know, we're developing. So, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to circle back to kind of like round out the story about Worlds yeah. Beyond. And so when we, when we got into uh, Web3, we saw the really um, strong potential of it, you know, in the future, Web2 players are going to start to realize that, hey, there are good games on the Web3 ecosystem as well. And so why am I, you know, playing this other game? Yeah, maybe it's a little bit better. Um, there's not much of a gap at that point. And we're trying to bridge that gap. Um, right now, the current Web3 games, they're kind of, you know, well, they're not kind of, but there's quite a big difference between Web3 and Web2 games at the moment. So um, mm-hmm. Web2 players are still not endorsing the web three games. And um, a lot of times the tokenomics and the economics of the web three games are still quite um, not well designed where um, you basically you're requiring the player to input a a pretty large chunk of their, um, their money to be able to even play the game. So Mm -hmm. then it's kind of like creating a lot of friction to um, for for public mass adoption, so we're, we're trying to change a lot of that narrative. So when we yeah. when we saw all these things um, in the beginning, we thought we were going to make an MMO RPG. But after market research, you know, during the concept phase, we then realized that you know what, uh, even if let's say we put out a solid twenty four months to thirty six months making a really good MMO RPG. Um, the the game cycle of it would be roughly about six to eight years if you know it's good and maybe it's you know even if, if it's like really good in quality and has strong community support maybe it gets to 10 mm-hmm. years so um and there's a lot of risk with that so then what we we realize is hey um there's no platform currently that is basically like roblox and it allows for user-generated content user-generated experiences um, and it doesn't have, and right now, all of the metaverses, they don't allow, well, they, they don't provide the tools for um, mm. owners to go ahead and be able to customize and personalize the, 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 the experience and, and be able to make smaller templates, but still fun for, and be able to offer these unique experiences to the Web3 public or be, even try to entice like you know the web two uh, players to come over and 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 endorse you know the ecosystem. So that's why yeah. that's where we got the inspiration is let's go ahead and basically make uh, web three Roblox, but in better graphics. Because mm. but of course with our ecosystem we still allow for the voxel art, but there were 
um, you know, at the time when we started development of this was uh, back in the middle of 2021, um, there were quite a few voxel-based, um, you know, graphics metaverses already. So we, mm-hmm. we wanted to focus more on a, a, a different type of graphics, a higher-end graphics that we believe would allow for more um, diverse experiences and, uh, and, um, uh, and experiences that people can, uh, can deliver to the, uh, the communities. So uh, that's where we are today. <laughs> yeah, no, that is perfect because my next thing I was going to uh, start talking to you about and what, what I really wanted to dive into was this aspect right here that you touched on. Uh, it's the bridging over of Web 2 to Web 3. I personally, um, I have played a few Web 3 games so far, and you are right on the money when you talk about uh, the right incentives not being there. And yes, for me personally as a gamer, like graphics do make a difference. Like if the gameplay overdoes the graphics, I can, I can personally uh, compromise on the graphics a little bit. Uh, but overall, I think graphics do play, if you want to bring web to individuals over, I think the expectation there as a customer would be, hey, I do want something similar or, or better if I'm moving to a new ecosystem. So um, I think that is huge. And what you guys are trying to do with uh, creating the tooling for the community, which which is just so incredible. And I want to know a little bit about about that aspect right there. Uh, as to uh, where do you see the vision of the project in general and the ecosystem, including the community and the builders, uh, where do you see yourself in the near future? Like what's an ideal vision that you started out with and would like to carry out with this uh, building um, tool that you provide with Worlds Beyond? Yeah. Um, so one of my questions is, um, I, I'm not sure if the community over at, um, I don't, you know, excuse me if I'm not pronouncing this right, but Metaleon. I'm yeah. sorry. You about Metaleon, yeah. Yeah, Metaleon, right? So uh, I'm not sure if the community members got to see, um, you know, uh, our tech demo number one and maybe even like techno number two if not like a small snippet of it but actually um, you know what uh yeah you might be able to add um if you have a twitter post about it you might be able to up here so uh uh, our community members that probably haven't seen or some i believe some of them have seen it um i have seen it um i think that's a really cool visual uh to give people an idea of uh, the tooling that we're talking about yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there's no better explanation than a visual like demo. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to find that. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, because let me go ahead it, and grab some of the links from our side. That's perfect. Yeah, because um, when I saw one of those videos first, and I just got hooked because I like to build stuff and. Uh, just having like Call of Duty like uh, environment and being able to do something there is like <laughs> super cool. I could yeah. never do that because like I said, right? It's a walled, it's a walled garden in the Web two ecosystem. You have a game company uh, that uh, closely holds all the assets and everything, and you're just like a visitor, even when you pay to play the game. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I definitely. So let me uh, go ahead and try to. Uh, I will input the link right on our Twitter 
case, um, uh, like the, the, the message and comment. So there's a link that it shows the, uh, the, the YouTube video of our most recent tech demo. And uh, so if, if anyone, you know, is able to access that, um, you can watch it while we, we chat. Um, what it shows there is um, th there's going to be parts of it that shows, um, well, this one is one of our newest tech demos. So um, it, it might have skipped over the part where you're able to raise the terrain, you're able to add like rocks, trees, and basically you're, you're able to change everything in the, um, basically the environment of the, uh, of, of your land, um, you know, so, and you're only able to do all these um, and, and save things in, in, save your data into an environmental blueprint is that we're, is what we're calling it. Um, then, be able to actually save it on to your um, profile on the server and also issue that as a potential NFT to be able to rent it out to someone else or uh, be able to sell that to someone else so they can apply to their world. Um, yeah, so it, it, you're able to change everything about your land. Um, and that's one of the unique um, things that were, that, that's basically the first tool that we have been building for basically the majority of the first um, 12 months of the first part of development for us. Um, and what we have done is we've studied and uh, worked with environmental artists. Hey, everybody. Sorry. I think I got rugged. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you did. Twitter was like, hey, this, uh, <laughs> this conversation's on fire. Let me, let me rug them. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Right. I mean, every time we, you know, we hold a Twitter AMA, we, you know, one, at least one or two of our members get rugged every single time. So this is not, this is not an un, you know, abnormal occurrence for us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally fine. So we were, uh, not to break the flow yeah. that you were in, and I'm sorry that Twitter did that yeah. to you. Uh, yeah. So you were, uh, you were slowly diving into uh, the blueprint yes. and talking about that. Yeah. So um, the blueprint uh, is basically the data that would you would be saving after you have done um, loading up a, uh, basically a map of the environment, and then you're able to change everything. Uh, and, and one really cool um, feature that we have been working on while well, we have worked on and integrated as well is, um, this thing called, um, well, this technology called uh, procedural generation. So, um, we haven't, uh, released uh, a lot of videos about this, but basically what it is, is you're able to choose a certain biome, uh, and we have, uh, been working on eight, uh, different biomes. Uh, so different biomes are basically like environmental themes. Like for example, like a desert will be one theme, um, a, uh, a forest will be one theme, and then maybe a snowy forest or like a tropical jungle. So those are like different biomes that you could choose. And uh, you, once you're in as an owner, um, instead of starting with a, just a flat piece of land with nothing on it, and then you'd have to build everything from scratch, what we have made available is that you can actually choose one of the different biomes and then press the button auto generation. And it's going to ask you to wait about roughly about 10 to 15 seconds, which is what our internal test is showing us right now. Uh, and the AI is actually going to build everything for you. 
including some of the buildings. So um, how that works, how that works is our, our, of course, our coding team, our engineering team has been working with our environmental artists to basically um, made the logic possible so that the, you know, the AI is actually able to kind of form all the terrain for you, like all the slopes and, you know, <laughs> inclines, declines and all the uh, different types of terrain, uh, whether it's going to be like mountain type or uh, island or lake or and then place roads on it, place fences, uh, rocks, trees, foliage, uh, grass and even some of the um, groups of modular buildings that have been um, coded to be grouped together and, you know, into a certain design. So the AI is going to literally just generate all of these for you. And um, uh, we, we, uh, we haven't posted this, but we will. Uh, and, you know, if anything, we'll share it with, um, um, you know, uh, the members from uh, um, Metalion and uh then you guys can maybe post that in your discord for members to see, but basically the environment comes out just quite ridiculously good uh, where you might not even have to do anything further. And the good part about that is um, it's all randomized. So if I go in and I press that auto generation button um, compared to someone else, you will almost never end up with an environment that looks exactly the same. It's going to be somewhat similar if you choose like um, the same biome, but of course, like the landscape, like, you know, the mountains, the hills are all going to be different. Um, so you never have like a, an exact copy, but you get like a similar, you know, copy, then that's your starting point. Then you can go in and choose like all the different, Basically, just all the different details you can change. You can raise up the terrain if you want. You can make um, lakes. You can, you know, start drawing in more roads and basically, and then utilize um, the public uh, library of assets that we have uh, integrated in. And then you can personalize these to however you want. And uh, we also have, um, well, we're, we're very close to a deal with one of our partners right now. Um, Le Artist Studios to basically have them agree so that all of their modular building assets uh, in mm-hmm. all the different themes. Um, we'll, we'll also share um, Le Artist Studios um, uh, a website with you guys as well, so you guys can check that out. Uh, I'll I'll paste the link uh, once again on the uh, the uh, the uh, message part of our Twitter. So um, you guys can check them out, but they have built many, many AAA quality premium grade assets um, that are modular parts that you can basically sit there and personalize all the different buildings for yourselves. And um, you can get really creative with that. And in the video that I pasted on the comment section. Um, you can actually see one of our devs on a playable demo um, utilize that to build a house, like kind of like a Western style house, um, three story with stairs. And then you're able to save all that information. And that's your environmental blueprint. Then in slow mode, you're able to utilize a character and you're able to go in and basically interact with that environment. 
So now if you want to build that and you took the time, and this is where like user generated content comes in, um, is if you took the time, maybe, you know, 50 hours, 100 hours to work on an environment and you really like what you're seeing and then you actually have other people who really like it, you can actually issue that as an NFT in the future and either rent it out to multiple people so they can input that on their world or you can just sell it out to someone else as an NFT. Um, and that's on ERC-1155 on Polygon Network. So kind of like a lot lower, you know, basically gasless transactions and very low fees when it comes to um, those types of NFTs. But the land NFT itself, it's going to be on uh, ERC-721. Um, um, so, um, yeah, so, I mean, our ecosystem is really large. Um, how we see ourselves in the future is um, we want to be a platform that provides the tools for all the owners to be able to utilize these tools and create unique experiences. Um, it doesn't have to be gamified experiences. It can be your personal digital space. Uh, it can be a community hangout area for your friends, your community members uh, to host virtual spaces. So I can you know, definitely imagine us in the future being in an, an, a world that uh, Metaleon Society has built to host these virtual spaces and will be in there with in the form of our Web3 avatar of choice. And I'll talk about that as well. Um, and we'll be in there and we'll listen and we'll, we can interact. We can, you know, if, if something's funny, we can dance. We can, you know, we can do a lot more things than just sitting here talking and uh throwing emojis around <laughs> so <laughs> but that, that's and, the and, location of web and, yes. and um yeah and then of course like you can like you know maybe potentially um like you know of course like magic and like you know of course like you know no guns are probably allowed you know in, in those <laughs> uh, uh, virtual spaces right but of course like you can because it's not going to hurt anyone but uh you know definitely it, it's up to every single society on what the character can do in those type of um, uh, experiences. And that's the modular um, portion of the game logic, right? So if you chose like a virtual hangout um, type of template and you don't want people to be able to like, you know, utilize, you know, or, or like equip guns on themselves, you just, as an owner, you just click no guns. And basically that part of the character uh, the avatars are is not going to be activated, so they go into that world and they can never, you know, equip a gun on themselves. But for example, then you can maybe have them like be able to display magic or something, um, you know, throw fireballs or whatever. Then you can, <laughs> um, yeah. So the the uh, we're, we're we're trying to make these game templates um, very customizable with by the owners, and that's our goal. Um, and we want um, to have a lot of user-generated content coming out of our ecosystem. And that's where we really think, and that's why you know we're holding all of these AMAs and uh, talking to all the different societies because mm -hmm. we really think, well, we really, really believe that the strength of our ecosystem is only as strong as the creativity that comes out from all the different um, com communities together. So um, that, that's why we're here. We're, we're always available to have to hold these talks. And we definitely also invite you to join 
uh, our Discord so yet you can get more information. You can join our AMAs and you can ask questions and interact with our uh, community members as well. So um, definitely uh, there's, you know, there's uh, every single society are going to have uh, their own perks uh, depending on what they have discussed with us. And we'll definitely try to uh, satisfy those requests uh, as long as they are reasonable. And of course, you know, it, it falls in, in line with our development um, roadmap. That's incredible. Um, you shared a lot of wonderful pieces of nuggets of information there. And what I, what I personally really like is the fact that you're really embodying what's what's really necessary in the Web3 space right now is ensuring that all uh, pooling the creative pool of different uh, communities that are out there with different NFT and Web3 projects and bringing them together for a better cause and building something together rather than uh, like, hey, you're joining our project, but at the same time, we own all of this. So it's like at the core of this project, it's that's why I really wanted to uh, get in touch with you guys to get this conversation going because uh, this is a wonderful project where uh, it's really embodying what we need in what right now, which is uh, uh, with this bear market right now and everybody so uh, sad and depressed with what the prices are doing and everything. It's it's really important to highlight the true builders that are out there that are pushing the ethos of what Web3 should be and how open it should be against like what we have right now as a wall garden with the technology and everybody trying to protect their proprietary information. And here you are just literally opening it up for anybody uh, who wants to build something uh, and experience for their community. So I think that is something that can be uh, definitely applauded. Yeah, uh, we yeah. Th thank you for your kind words. And uh, we ap really appreciate that because uh, really the uh, development phase has been you know, stressful. <laughs> I think that's with every project, right? It, you know, no matter what you're trying to do, um, mm -hmm. building the community, um, making sure that you're delivering the utility you're talking about, um, that's a stressful um, process for any founder, any management group. So I, I really, you know, I really appreciate your kind of words for that. And, um, you know, at Worlds Beyond, we, we really value um, truly value decentralization and making sure that your digital ownership is your digital ownership. And um, something that I kind of want to transition into and that I'm really excited about is the, the aspect of um, Web3 avatar, uh, well, Web3 Web PFP avatar integration, which is what, um, you know, we, the two products, discussed um, you know, in the background uh, maybe you know our community members or uh, even some of your community members are not aware of but um, we have had talks uh, with Metalion Society that we will be making the um, the 3D avatars you guys have in your collection be integratable into one of our um, tech demos that are going to be coming out and uh, in that tech demo, you'll be able to see that even though um, your avatar is, um, you know, basically a, a separate collection, but we're going to be able to integrate all these avatars into our ecosystem and allow you to play the games and be uh, joining these experiences as your own Web3 avatar of choice. 
And that's something that is, um, uh, is included in the ecosystem at Worlds Beyond. Uh, when you guys are basically, you know, a part of our ecosystem, we'll, uh, we'll work with the different societies that are partnered with us so that your avatar collection is integrated. Um, so uh, I, I honestly, you know, I have seen um, like, uh, you know, the collection itself on uh, OpenSea. And so one thing that is going to be um, a little bit uh, of, um, I guess, it takes a little bit of time is we would need to, um, you know, work with the management team from each society to be able to integrate all of the variances of the avatars, right? So to make mm. sure, and, and of course, be able to sync that with your data on which wallet has, well, you, you, we would be tagging these avatars with different IDs um, so mm. that it's recognizable in our database. So, um, and, and of course, all of these data, we're going to um, do our best to make it available for the collection one, it's, once the integration is complete so that you can actually take that data and actually hand it over to another metaverse and they can utilize that data to go ahead and integrate yourselves into that metaverse as well. So we really value interoperability, and that's something that um, you know we'll, we'll always strive to do on our uh, ecosystem. So we're we're never looking to make ourselves a closed off ecosystem. As in, once you're part of us, you don't go anywhere else. Once you're part <laughs> of us, feel free to go everywhere else because <laughs> we're confident. We're confident that you know, and of course, we have to work our butt off, right, to make sure yeah. that we deliver the experiences that you guys um, would want to come back for. That's really like how we see it is it's a free market. We're not making it <laughs> so that uh, once you're part of us, you don't, you can't go anywhere else. You definitely, mm -hmm. you know, we, we'll, we'll even hand you the source file so you can go integrate yourself into another metaverse if you want. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're pretty confident of what we're building and uh, uh, hopefully, you know, you come back and support us. Yeah, no, I was, I super excited for you i'm glad glad we held off to that uh news update for our metal leon family and everybody else uh in our family that's going to be listening to this afterwards uh after the recording's done um that everybody will be able to integrate their uh their metal leons into your ecosystem and it's just another uh huge kudos to you that will be able to get the source file to be able to go to other metaverses and try things out. So uh, it, I think it talks volumes of what the work ethic is. Uh, and, and I think it was very evident from the first conversation we all had uh, that you guys are competing with yourself. And it's, it's basically putting out something that the ecosystem needs and rather than thinking about how do we benefit from this. So I think that ethos is so essential in pushing the web3 web3 metaverse ecosystem gamification all of that aspect uh forward because it's just the barley and that's where we see the synergy uh with worlds beyond with meta leon society because since day one all we have been focused on is delivering 
quality works uh, and quality communications, sticking to the roadmap, being efficient with what we're doing and keeping our community at the center of it all and uh, finding close allies in this process who align with our value system. So this was definitely a no brainer uh, for two communities to come together uh, with the long-term mindset and um, doing something that nobody else uh, is even trying to do so i think that's that's the key uh to building during a bear market and when the market turns around uh it won't be difficult at all to stand out um i think for either of our communities uh in when things turn around in the market because we would have put in the work and we will continue to put in the work because that's that's just who we are right so uh i think that is incredible that you guys are doing that with the intro intro ability I could never pronounce that word <laughs> uh doing that piece there so I really appreciate you guys doing that yeah no definitely um yeah once again we um we thank you for your kind words and the, the you know the project we're trying to build is definitely like really big and we know that so um uh, of course um the the mint that we have coming up uh which is tentatively planned for November 6th right now um, that's really just adoption phase for us. Um, we did not want to have, well, we actually already are in talks with, um, you know, different VCs, uh, and, uh, with our, uh, basically our partner in, uh, choosing the VC, um, lead is, uh, Bispex. They're kind of like a launch pad, uh, platform project, um, that helps, um, different potential, pro uh, good potential projects into, uh, finding the right VC partners. And um, so they're very interested already. But um, how we see it is, like you said, we are um, with the Mint. We're sharing basically the a lot of this ecosystem's um, tokens and like the value to the, the, the owners. Um, for example, like, you know, owners are getting a lot of like airdrops and um, staking uh, land staking token bonuses and, and a lot more utility, but we, we definitely want to have strong adoption before going to a VC partner because of the fact that uh, once we have built a good community, we actually are able to have a better negotiation um, status and stance with, um, you know, future VCs. And we definitely didn't want uh, VCs, you know, to be able to come in early. They, they actually already wanted to come in. But we think that it's not beneficial for the whole ecosystem and have have them wait a little bit because if they come in now and we don't have like, you know, a strong launch and we don't have a strong community yet, uh, what's going to end up happening is they're going to most likely ask for a, um, a, you know, a really sweet deal for themselves. And uh, that's going to take away a lot of the value from the community um, that we're trying to build. So we definitely want to have that adoption phase first and, you know, have a successful launch and then have the VCs come in because, of course, um, you know, the, the fund and the revenue that we're going to be um, looking to raise from the Mint definitely does not cover for the whole development of this ecosystem um, because our team currently is, stands at about 30, but um, that's with just artists and developers and all the people on the development team, not counting all the months. But we definitely think that we will need to scale up to about a team of 100 or more just to uh, be able to uh, support 
all the future owners and like tech support and um, integrations in the future. So it's a big, it's a big ecosystem. We're, we're definitely, you know, in, in it for the long, the long run. So we definitely need strong VC partners to not only provide the funding uh, for this uh, ecosystem to basically go, you know, reach its final, uh, I guess, uh, final uh, goal, final destination, Mm -hmm. but uh, also they would act as strategic partners to be able to get us mass public adoption. Um, so yeah, we, we, <laughs> we're, we're very optimistic about our opportunities, uh, you know, even in a, a bearish condition right now, but uh, we've received a lot of positive um, uh, encouragement from all the different societies and communities. And uh, we definitely plan to uh, be able to, speak and connect with all the different communities out there looking to build like Metalion and um, provide you guys with priority support because you guys are pretty much um, going to be early uh, adopters of our ecosystem. We're extremely excited to uh, get in there. And I personally am super excited to uh, build something myself in there. And uh, when I watched the video for the first time, it's the small details matter to me. And the reflections on the water element were just insane. And I know it's like a small thing, but to me, it was incredible how detailed that is. And it shows the work uh, that is that is being put into the product. Uh, and I'm personally extremely excited to uh, just jump in there and see all the different uh, things that are about the auto builder ability. So that just makes it even more, uh, more easy than before to uh, get. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, uh, you know, I definitely, I think, I think you're getting rugged a little bit. <laughs> I just got back on screen, just like, uh, no problem. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I definitely understand, um, you know, your sentiment. And um, I, you know, I thank you for noticing the details. Um, we we definitely try to uphold ourselves to a certain standard. For example, like um, our tech demo number three that's coming out, we're, we're, um, we're building a, a zombie uh, survival template. Uh, and because that's going to be like one of the first ones that's going to be available. Um, I I think uh, a lot of people, uh, well, from our market research, it it definitely shows that um, people, uh, well, players love kind of zombie themed games. (laughs) And and, uh, there's nothing better than, you know, seeing a a horde of like 200 zombies rushing at you and you're trying to survive somehow. I got that, man. I just don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So um, what, what, so, you know, some 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 of the game design that we're kind of more focusing on at the moment are shorter experiences. So, for example, like um, a nice like ten versus ten, or you know maybe even more, um, like you know team team five versus five FPS, or kind of like a smaller uh, maybe fifty people um, battle royale, or a zombie survival template where you're trying to survive by yourself um, or with a team member um, or, or, or a friend or a few friends for as long as you know you can and posting a score and competing with others. And, um, and for example, like the monetization of part of it too, 
is um is all up to the owners. But um, you know, just finishing the point I was trying to make is we're we're making this um, zombie survival template and we're upholding our standards to at least being able to match eighty-five to ninety percent of the visual quality of Days Gone. If if you know any anyone in the audience has ever played Days Gone, um, my that's one of my personal favorite like zombie survival games. So, um, like n- we're not going to release a product until we feel that internally we have reached anywhere from eighty-five to ninety percent of the visual quality of that game. Uh, and, you know, of course, like the optimization and how smooth the game plays too. So then if you can imagine once you have that template, um, you can build any type of map you want. Um, then you can even modular modularize and customize where the, the zombies spawn from and where the supply points will be and what the rules are to play on on your land. So, for example, like I, I mentioned Maybe we can have a template where um, it's a uh, it's kind of like a, a short tournament that people are joining, and they will maybe pay like you know, let's just say ten ten W bits um, to join this experience, and maximum of a hundred people at any one time, and um, it would actually allow. A hundred individuals to go in into a map that you built and you've already kind of set up all where all the uh, zombies spawn spawn from and uh, you're trying to just basically survive you know for as long as you can. Of course, the the difficulty is going to ramp up until there's a point that you really can't. Um, you know, you, it's going to be hard for you to survive, right? So, um, yeah. so then you're you're posting a score. Uh, you know, to compete against other people and maybe you can like play co-op, you can play by yourself. Um, so like all of those are different options, but that would be like a, sem- a sample template. And uh, we're demoing that uh, as a, a playable demo and a tech demo um, that, you know, that's going to be coming out pretty soon um, for, for you guys to be able to see as well. And it shows kind of like the possibility of um, you know being able to just create your own gamified experiences on World Beyond. That's amazing. I really like the survival mode personally uh, because it's just it's the excitement that you get from the rush of the zombies. But as the level go up, like you said, it gets harder, and there's a point where uh, you just can't do it anymore. So everybody has a different point based on skill and everything else so uh being able to design some of those things yourself uh because i remember playing my first zombie mode in call of duty black ops i think and it was cool and everything but some of the spawn points were just broken it just felt like uh, they just didn't do too good of a job to design that aspect and it felt like almost i remember asking myself like if what if there was a mod that lets me like create my own zombie uh, survival game? And here you are answering my prayers. So, uh, little yeah, exactly, t- yeah. <laughs> I, didn't up, I didn't give up on the dream. So <laughs> here I am excited. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I I, I definitely uh, agree with the sentiment. And that's I think uh, I I personally as a gamer have encountered like you know a similar situation myself. And really, that's where like you know we are in our ecosystem at the moment is making it so that um, you know the, the owners can actually 
you know, invent these experiences. And uh, then it, it becomes, you know, who, who, who is a better, you know, designer and inventor in this space, right? And uh, free market, whoever it is, uh, they're going to, you know, you know, of course, like that experience is going to be more popular than others. So, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, that is something that I'm extremely excited about. And um, I don't know if you had a Twitter uh, post with your white paper, but if you want to pin your official website as well, I know I personally, uh, I know I'm not going to dive too much into it. And that's something that people should take their time uh, to read and get their idea. Yeah. That's what I tell people about our project as well is make sure you read the light paper. So if you go to the Worlds Beyond official website, I've, I personally found the light paper to be uh, very, very helpful in kind of visualizing alongside the team uh, where uh, they're trying to go with this product and the community and uh, the ecosystem. So I think uh, that's very well done. Uh, kudos to the team with the infographics and uh, it's really intuitive. I really struggle uh, to read stuff. So I, to me, visual learning is the best. And I, I was, I was really thrilled to like go through the uh, light paper. So uh, good job on that one. Uh, thank you. So um, if, if someone is, um, more i guess interested in finding out like all the different details as well um definitely visit our discord uh we do have a public opening coming up pretty soon uh which actually it starts tomorrow i think i'm not sure exactly the time but um our, our discord has always been kind of a little bit more close and exclusive with invites only so uh we are opening up for i think uh it's going to be about three to five days for the public so if anyone is interested, definitely, you know, come in. Uh, we have a lot more information on the inside. The light paper is definitely going to, you know, uh, prime you for what is available on the ecosystem. But, uh, I, I, you know, a lot of um, I, I do see some of our members here as well. So, for example, like um, one of our members who are really active with questions and uh, a lot of like cool um, suggestions, uh, Bracefield, he's in the audience right now, is, um, yeah, so we, we have a lot more information to share on the inside. So, um, you know, and, and the more you see, the more I think it's going to stimulate your brain and uh, you're going to just have have a lot more questions. <laughs> so I am definitely that kind of person because I could yeah. honestly get this conversation for five, 10 hours. If <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, so I'm very excited that the community, uh, the, you're opening up the discord invite tomorrow for everybody to uh, be able to get there personally. Yes. I love interacting with people and getting their inputs and you actually learn a lot more from talking to people. Uh, so this would be a wonderful opportunity for everybody from both of our uh, communities to uh, get those conversations going and start learning about the ecosystem. And uh, soon we're going to be ready to just jump in and start doing stuff. So uh, I'm personally excited about that part as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I think also um, something uh, for us, because uh, if you don't mind, uh, because this space is uh, recorded, so I will most likely post this um, recording on our um, Discord's AMA archive, uh, you know, inside our Discord as well. So um, for those who, um, you know, will be listening in, because um, a lot of times, like, what we do with our um, AMA recording as well is, we'll kind of note down like the time, the timestamps for all the prominent questions. Um, mm -hmm. And then 
So, uh, so then it's a little bit easier for, you know, someone listening on the recording to know, oh, you know, if I want to know the answer to this question, I'll just kind of skip to that time point. Um, yeah. But anyway, so, um, so since uh, most likely uh, we'll have um, members on our side listening in. Um, so if, if you don't mind, maybe no, if you can not- give us like a, a five minutes uh, kind of rundown on what Metal Leon Society is building and, you know, potentially some of your plans on um, Worlds Beyond. I know I we invited you guys to um, to our, you know, AMA tomorrow, but we mm-hmm. don't know if you guys are going to be able to make it because, you know, in Web3, we're so global. It's sometimes <laughs> it's so hard to, well, like, organize first- everyone's time together. So, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, my God, why specifically that time? Uh, because uh, I, I really honestly wanted to be personally present there. And I uh, – yeah. Both the both the co-founders also have in uh, have a commitment in IRL tomorrow, uh, but yes, I do plan on joining. If there's another one, uh, do you guys do that on a weekly basis yeah. or regularly? Yeah, it, it definitely is a weekly basis. Um, we uh, so this this tomorrow is um, at least three other societies who are, who are building customized experiences on our ecosystem, sharing basically their project and what their plans are and uh, be able to ask questions and also, you know, sometimes even take questions from the uh, community because uh, I think our community members are also interested to know some of the projects who are building on our ecosystem and what they have going on. So potentially, Absolutely. you know, become a, uh, you know, be able to cross support like the you know, different projects. So, um, but yes, we, then the, the, the following week. So next week we have um, big time, uh, the project's kind of, you know, uh, joining us. And I think they actually have uh, quite a few things to kind of go over with us. Uh, also like guild, uh, guild alliances, clans, um, you know, topics as well. So then that one is probably going to just be them. Uh, but the following one, I think we have one we're trying to get um, this thing up ours, uh, NF Arcade, and uh, so potentially, you know, you guys can definitely, you know, be on the uh, the, the, the one following um, the one with big time. Uh, so we'll, we'll confirm that all with you guys. And uh, yeah, it'll be great to, yeah, it'll be great to have you guys join us. I have my phone on me all the time. So if my appointment even ends like half an hour early or something, yeah, I'm hopping, for sure. I'm on. So uh, yeah me on a short notice because like what we would like to do uh what we're yeah. really proud of with meta leon society uh is uh the, the work that we're putting into everything that we're building with our ecosystem and the gamified aspect of our nfts and uh the revenue generation from the business side of things we're actually uh, we don't even call ourselves an nft project we're straight up a business for our community like we function in a very professional manner uh we're extremely uh we really respect uh attention to detail with everything so you probably uh already seen our collection and the different attributes that we have uh, being 3d models and all the attributes working perfectly with each other uh and the one on one of ones that we have with our legendaries and the historics that we have which are also very rare uh it just shows the quality work that's going in and the building that's going on in the back is another behemoth that uh we can have we can just uh do on an a we have have an ama by itself for just that aspect so um i would personally i would definitely try to make uh time tomorrow even if it's for like 10 15 minutes between 
the things that I'm doing. I'll be outside. There might be a little bit of noise. Uh, apologize in advance, but I definitely want to join in and uh, hear uh, whatever I can of that one hour. Is that like an hour or uh, less than that or more? Uh, usually we run for about an hour and 30 minutes. So um, I okay. think uh, you being on there for 10, 15 minutes is actually like just perfect. Um, and definitely gotcha. I think no one's going to fault you for having to hop out <laughs> because of in real life, uh, you know, commitment. So um, definitely, you know, feel free if tomorrow you guys are available, definitely just jump awesome. on. And uh, when you guys are av uh, available, we'll try to, you know, prioritize you because we, we know that you're short on time. So. No, really appreciate that, Philip. And, yeah, uh, I, I definitely want to be there. And that's why I didn't want to say no, because of the commitment, because uh, the weirdest thing I have done so far is uh, done a Twitter spaces on top of like a hill. And yeah. everybody's like, why is it so windy? Are you like, where are you? I'm like, I'm hiking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So definitely like, like, yeah. <laughs> weird than that. But this will be still like, I'll be that, in a social setup, but yeah. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Three yeah. man. That's, yeah, no, I definitely like. We'll we'll have more chances to uh, kind of you know talk about like your project and you know what you guys are looking to offer for the community um, in terms of like you know the the value the utility um, uh, more. But for example, like our two communities can grow together by you know have cross promotion products. Like for example, um, you know maybe uh, holders of the uh, Metalion Society will be able to, you know, once we like have, um, we integrated your, for example, let's say we integrated your, um, uh, your avatar, then potentially um, we can actually have maybe a digital asset that um, your, uh, well, you know, you guys have amazing artists, by the way, uh, you know, I, I really, as, as a production manager and uh, kind of, you know, basically studio director myself, um, I really pay attention to and I definitely, definitely agree with the sentiment on what you shared about you guys, you know, having a lot of attention to details. Um, I've received your, um, you know, your models and, you know, your uh, images of uh, the 3D images. And they're, they're, they're amazing. And even, you know, your announcement on um, for our uh, Twitter AMA, it, it just shows that you guys really care for, you know, the work that you're putting in. So, uh, kudos to that. And uh, for example, then your artists can work um, with us to design like maybe a digital asset that is in that is for your avatar, and that's going to be you know available on our ecosystem. And also, like I said, if it's available on our ecosystem, we're going to give you the source file so that any other metaverse that's looking to integrate um, you know your um, uh, your assets on there, then they can also do that. So that, that, you know, those are things that you, we can work on together. Um, definitely, we are looking to provide a lot of value for the, um, the community members at Metalion Society as well. So, uh, you know, that's, that's how we grow together, right? So yeah. definitely, oh, yeah. yeah, that's, that's uh, really the Web3 spirit. Exactly. And, and you could not have said it any better. Like that's the Web3 spirit right there. That's why we are so excited to work with the uh, worlds beyond just the brand in general, because it's all about the people behind the project. And uh, it's just the heart that you guys have to do what you're doing. And we are beyond excited to uh, sit down and actually hash out outside of what you just 
just already announced uh, what else uh, we could provide for value for you guys as we collaborate on a deeper level moving forward because the success of our partners is the success of both our communities to me. Uh, and that's the biggest aspect of Web3 that I never want anybody listening to this conversation to forget that we're here to help each other grow. And it's, it's not about competition. It's not about, hey, who's better? It's all about how do we help each other build the best things possible? And how can we do that together and that ethos? So um, definitely appreciate everything that you've shared right now, Philip. And uh, before, uh, I know we're getting closer to our um, hour and a half mark. I'm going to make sure you're able to cover everything that you wanted to on your end. I know uh, for 100% that uh, we're going to continue this conversation uh, on the offline and um, move forward with some of our uh, discussions and some more ideas that both communities and leadership have on how to collaborate. But if you had anything else that you wanted to um, uh, add before I open up the floor to questions, because I know we have been bombarding our uh, audience, which has been nothing but amazing so far, with a lot of information. And I'm sure there's a few questions in the audience. So I uh, want to make sure I get your uh, last words in before I do that. No, I, I, I love an interactive AMA. So let's definitely open up for questions. <laughs> Love that. All right. So the floor is open. Um, so I know we discussed a lot here and there's still a lot to learn. Good news is the uh, Discord for Walls Beyond is opening tomorrow. So those of you that are not in there and especially the Medellin family that have joined us today, make sure you get in there tomorrow. Uh, but for now, um, everything that we've discussed so far, it doesn't even have to relate to the project. Honestly, if you want to just come up and uh, share your sentiment of everything that you've learned so far, the partnership of the two projects, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, so uh, maybe while you guys um, you know, request to speak or uh, send questions you know, on the Twitter or in Discord or something, then um, something I potentially can share also is, um, um, you know, of course, I, I have just entered the uh, Metal Leon uh, Society Discord, so uh, I definitely have you know some learning uh, you know of your project and your community myself to do tonight. Uh, but um, for example, we have um, a partnership with um, Skuxverse. Um, you know now they're called um, Collecting Meta. Um, that that's an interesting model that uh, you know is in terms of like a partnership. So um, for collecting meta, um, what what they are the their project is basically everyone kind of pulling in um, resources to uh, purchase, I guess, um, Web three NFTs or uh, Web three assets that will bring um, some type of investment return for the society. So um, that, that's basically kind of like the core of their, uh, their business and their project. So, um, of course, you know, we, we then, because we're launching soon, and of course, uh, with the launch, we have allow list, and that's kind of like a discounted uh, price from the public mint. So then their treasury wallet actually would be able to participate into you know, the allow list round and be able to uh, actually have... Uh, a good size allocation to um, and also, you know, um, immediate vesting period 
that's going to have a lot of perks for their society. And of course, with these lands, um, I did mention a lot of utility that is uh, more practical utility uh, that you're building, you're hosting, um, you know, you're having like gamified experiences and integrate your avatars and all that. Um, but also there's the more kind of financial based um, incentive and utility as well, which is token airdrops and um, staking land staking token bonuses. And uh, with, with tokens kind of being well, that's, that's associated with each land. So for each land, I think uh, our latest numbers is the numbers is changing because of the fact that we're speaking to um, VC partners and they do have their own tokenomics advisors kind of coming in and letting us know um, to adjust certain things um, so that it's um, makes more sense when they're bringing us to kind of a launch pad uh, token sale, um, you know, phase of the, uh, of the project. So uh, yeah. So potentially, I mean, I don't know what, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know yet of uh, Mercedes-Benz uh, society's kind of um, plan in terms of like, do you guys have a treasury uh, DAO treasury wallet of some type, but that's something potentially that, um, that, you know, we can offer you guys as well as a society and um, and also, you know, each individual member, um, if you guys are interested in um, joining us for the Mint, let us know. Uh, I think we already have maybe a, a, an allow list collaboration with you guys, but I, I'm I not think like spearheading that. But I, yeah, <laughs> I, have to, uh, I have to touch base with the founders on that. I think there's exactly. a conversation ongoing, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yep. So, so then I'm I'm not even the 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 person spearheading that. So I'm I'm not the best person to talk to. Uh, you know, I'm I'm really kind of in charge of the tech. So the business side of things is uh, Clive's arena. So, but yeah, definitely, um, there is so much we can offer um, all the different societies, and just let us know. And uh, as long as it's not with well, as long as it is within our scope, um, we can definitely try to satisfy those requests. That is incredible. Uh, really appreciate that, Philip. I uh, want to make sure uh, I do not see any requests to come up. So I think it only means that you did an incredible job explaining everything. <laughs> um, I, I personally feel like uh, I could go on with this conversation because it's just uh, the gamer in me and the geek in me is just so excited to see everything uh, the uh, Worlds Beyond ecosystem has to offer uh definitely uh gotta give a shout out to our lovely uh jazzy who's uh who happens to be a, a incredible community member for meta leon uh, society a very core community member and is also in the uh worlds beyond community and uh, she definitely uh, made it happen because our art we so rely on the word of mouth of our uh, Leon family members that um, we know their long-term base. We know the kind of projects they're looking out for. So when they bring us a recommendation for a collaboration, we uh, we just run with it. We don't even like think about uh, about it a second. And uh, so far, we've just had incredible partnerships because of that. So um, yeah, really grateful for that. So everybody, uh, just want to make sure one last round if anybody wants to pop on and. Uh, say a few words or ask uh, Philip about anything that he's discussed so far. 
if not, I think we're uh, getting to the end of our wonderful uh, discussion here. Um, and definitely, Philip, want to thank you so much for taking the time to um, talk us through everything that you guys are doing. And it's not easy to do. And I know you're doing this uh, day in and day out. Um, I do see um, a request here to speak. Uh, Bracefield, there you go. I think I got you up here, fam. Uh, hey, mate, I'll just make this really, really quick. Do you think you boys might actually be setting up a little personal space uh, for your own society, yeah? Uh, what was that? So could you, sorry, I think I got rubbed while you were speaking. My apologies. <laughs> oh, no, no, I was just making a little uh, little uh, jab there. Like, do you think you guys will be making yourselves a space for your own society? Because there's obviously so much potential. Oh, that's... That's gonna that's gonna happen. I don't even know why that's a question. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, self and do it if community member doing it because uh, this is exciting. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Bracefield uh, actually, you know, he he he's got you know so many good questions every single time on our AMA. So I'm excited. You know, anything else, Bracefield? Oh, no, I just wanted to say, hey, man, like, Philip, uh, really good to catch up again. And honestly, another <laughs> society joining the ranks of the, you know, the, the partnerships is fantastic. Um, and, yeah, I mean, hey, this thing's going to really take off. I think we all see the potential. So um, I really, really look forward to seeing um, as well, you know, uh, any future updates for this partnership. Because, yeah, you know, it's really great to have more people involved. It only helps the project. But not only that, to... Um, See it really integrate itself into such a wide network and all these different communities. I mean, yeah, how can you not be bullish? Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that sentiment. Uh, Bracefield is um, like I just, you know, said <laughs> before, like at the beginning of the talk, our ecosystem is only as strong as the collective strength of all the different com communities that are going to em embrace this um, ecosystem and this, all the tools that we're providing and uh, the creativity that spawns from each individual community, right? So, um, and uh, something I really resonate, something that um, you brought uh, up as well um, uh, earlier is, I think every single community has really great members, right? right? And uh, for example, mm -hmm. like in our own communities, like we, we have great members that also spread the word of mouth about the project and um, also, um, introduce us to really high quality projects as well. And honestly, you know, I, I'm really excited um, for the integration and, you know, some of the um, the planned works that's going to be um, behind the scenes in Metalion society as well. And I think you guys, you know, are, are building, uh, you know, actively in a bear that shows your conviction for the Web3 space. Um, so, you know, all kudos to you. And um, I, I really can't wait to really, you know, assist your team in delivering the vision that you're looking for. That means a lot, uh, Philip. And Bracefield, again, incredible energy, man. I already love your energy. I'm all about the vibe and uh, people <laughs> that are people that are putting themselves out there and asking the right questions and and pushing the boundaries. I think it's this this bear market. Uh, is all about that and everybody that is willing to do that, especially from the grassroots level of the community. Like I said, Jazzy's stepping in and uh, 
putting us in connection. This it literally takes uh, a one spark to start a fire. So the fire of the partnership has already started. So I can uh, I I can't be more bullish in what we can do together. Uh, before I move forward. Um, I want to invite all of uh, our wonderful Worlds Beyond family members that are here to join our Discord if they would like to uh, enjoy a pop-up music quiz hosted by our very own DJ Jenny, who's our head Leon. Uh, we uh, we like to call our moderators head Leons because they're they're also family and they take care of. Uh, our community in a wonderful way. So uh, Jenny, thank you for hosting that. So we'll start here shortly. So uh, if you guys join our Discord, the link should be in the link tree in our official Twitter page. Uh, so it's really cool. Uh, I'm sort of personally addicted to it at this point, uh, let's be honest, because it's one of the best quizzes that I've ever uh, played out there. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw out an invite here quick because uh, we'll start that shortly after this uh, after this uh, conversation here. So Philip, I think you've joined our server already. So if you have a few minutes, you you might like uh, what uh, quiz Jenny puts together. So uh, yeah, uh, with that, does anybody else uh, have any last uh, comments before we? Uh, Call this good. I was gonna say, um, I'm yeah, definitely gonna try to join that. Uh, you know, the the music quiz because uh, you know we 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 don't have any um, activity that's involving uh, music right now, and uh, so I mean, you know, if, if this if this is gonna be a great you know uh, little session, I, I might be. Uh, DMing uh, Jenny to see if uh, you know you guys are okay. You know, maybe bringing some of the party to World Beyond as well. <laughs> there you go. We are always up for. Up for it. I'm like, if we can bring joy, our our head Leon's have incredible uh, events going out throughout the week, and we have it like it's like we've, we've put it down to the T. So uh, super proud of everything all the head Leon's are doing engagement. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're welcome to that, and we also welcome all of the uh, Worlds Beyond family members to come uh, check it out, uh, see if they enjoy it, because I, I, I'm telling you, it's it's really cool. Uh, all right, I think I have Hang and Ride, who's also one of our incredible community members and leaders uh, up here. How's it going, Hang and Ride? Hey, what's up, fam? How's everybody doing? There you go. Great, great. Now that you're up here, <laughs> even better. Okay, uh, quickly, I just wanted to come up here um, in regards to Bracefield. Um, it's really interesting because that he brings that up because I'm actually uh, thinking of hosting a space um, within maybe 20 hours from now. So maybe uh, it's going to be Sunday for sure for me. I don't know what part of the world you're at, but yeah, 20 hours from now. Um. If you hop into our Discord and in our announcement, so there's something going on right now where we're creating trade groups. I'm actually working on that right now. Um, that's why I haven't came up. I'm not um, like uh, speaking quickly, but I'm working in the background right here. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so it'd be really cool if he could join uh, and maybe hear what we have to offer and learn a little bit about the Thailand society and, uh, you know, hear the, the, the family when we get together and 
Yeah, it'll be nice. He's more than welcome. I oh, appreciate already, you coming out. Already making connections. I love it. I love it. That's what we're about, right? Exactly, like, yeah. Leadership. Well, we're honestly just here to uh, forge the organic uh, relationships that form between the two communities. Because I think, like you said, I really liked uh, what you said there, Philip, earlier. It's like we're only as strong as our communities, right? So uh, hanging right here, uh, we got Ditsy down there. Uh, we got Reed, who's August 27, Jenny, uh, DB Cryptic, Chutney, uh, all incredible, incredible. Leon and uh, uh, oh, I didn't see uh, Satoshi Frogo. Welcome, fam. Uh, and if you missed a part of this earlier, this is going to be recorded. So there's a lot of incred incredible uh, pieces of nuggets of information and knowledge uh, about uh, worlds beyond and everything incredible they're doing with the metaverse gamification. So uh, yeah, please feel free to check that out. So yeah, shout out to uh, both incredible leaders uh, in both communities because that's that's the strength of the community right there. Uh, we could talk all day about our projects and we could do a day in and day out without drinking a cup of water, but it hits different when it comes straight from the community and uh, you hear the excitement and energy uh, that they bring to. Uh, and it's also like a really nice vote of uh, confidence too that everything you're doing it for, it's like you're doing it for the community. So when you see the community enjoying it and owning the project as much as you are, it's just, it's the best thing that that could happen. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. And uh, something that, you know, gets me so excited, um, you know, at, at even like at the, you know, stressful times building worlds beyond. But when I, when I, you know, I get reminded by our team and our community that, this ecosystem is going to allow for the community members to build something of their own. Um, that that's something that excites me is because you're not joining a metaverse that someone else designed, but you're joining a world potentially that is your own and created for you or your friends or your community members. And, uh, and can then choose to gamify that if you want and if it makes sense for you. And uh, that's at the end of the day, that's what we are, why we're so excited at Worlds Beyond to, um, you know, push through and, and be able to deliver this, um, this, this project's utility and vision um, so that we can all enjoy, um, you know, <laughs> something that we create for ourselves, right? And I think that's going to be something like so different from other universes is um is that aspect of user generated content absolutely well what a way to uh wrap everything up there uh philip and thank you uh louise and uh uh bracefield for uh hopping on and with that i would like to uh call this uh, wonderful space to an end again appreciate each and every one of both uh, family members and all the guests that could join us uh, this was extremely uh, helpful and uh, Philip I will most certainly uh, be hopping on at some point tomorrow so I'll give you at least like a 10 minute quick hey I'm hopping on thing um, so really appreciate you accommodating us tomorrow, uh, so that we can showcase everything that medically owned society is working on, uh, and bring it to the larger communities that you were partnering with. So, uh, thank you again for the wonderful conversation. Um, I appreciate you, fam.
Yes, absolutely. We definitely would love to have you, um, you know, tomorrow. And also, you know, all the great members of uh, Metileon Society, you know, if you're around tomorrow at our Twitter AMA, you know, time, definitely please hop on and just really say hi. We, we love when societies co-mingle and uh, grow together. So, uh, you know, we, we love having everyone here. <laughs> so, and thank you for having us today. You know, it, it's been great uh, being able to really talk about our project to you guys. So, Absolutely. No, that's awesome. And I see that Jenny's ready to go in our music channel. So uh, we're just going to give everybody about five minutes uh, to get into our Discord. And uh, let's get this party going again. Yeah, thank you. I'll be us. joining the after party for sure. <laughs> There you go. Love it. All right. I'll see you guys there soon. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Bye bye, everybody. Thank you for for having us. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Bye bye.